0: Hey guys, thank you so much for checking out today's podcast. I am so appreciative of your time. I am so appreciative of your attention. It really means so much to me. And, you know, when it comes to these faith-only episodes like the one you're going to listen to today, I just ask that uh, my Christian friends out there, I hope you guys give me a little bit of grace, man. Just, uh, you know, I'm just a regular guy that loves Jesus, just trying to get his name out there a little bit more. And so if you could give me a little bit of latitude, uh, it is much appreciative to my non-Christian friends out there. I really, truly, sincerely hope that uh, I'm not so much of a goober, so much of a bonehead when it comes to this, that it turns you off from the faith or anything like that. I pray that somehow, some way, your heart might be softened so that maybe you get some laughs, maybe you get some, you know, some, some whatevers, but in the end... You know, it uh, it doesn't turn you away from the Christian faith, and so with that being said, you know these faith only episodes. I am by no means a content creator when it comes to these type of segments. I am a lot more of a I'm a lot more of a curator of content, where I'm really just trying to not so much formulate my own thoughts per se but just kind of collect thoughts from people that are a lot smarter than I am, people that have been formally studying this stuff for a really long time. And then, you know, and then kind of sprinkle in my own my own flavors here and there, but for the most part, you know, when it comes to fitness, when it comes to finance, I pride myself on creating original content. When it comes to faith, though, I'm not even going to try to do something that I know that I am not equipped to do. So with that being said, I really hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I'll see you. F-Cubed Podcast. And today, today we're talking some misfit heroes. So this is a little series or a little collection of segments that I've been wanting to do now for a little while. And I've actually got a YouTube video series that I'm working on, but it's probably going to be a month or so before that actually goes live and so I thought well let me go ahead and take my ideas here and let me let me push them out on the podcast and so I know that some of you guys watch the YouTube videos some of you guys just listen to the podcast you know whatever the case may be you know I wanted to just go ahead and kind of share these ideas with you guys you know as they as they enter my mind and kind of you know enter my my thought pattern and so the idea behind this series is this if you've ever felt like Man, God could never use me. God could never, you know, take what I am, could ever take me in my weakness and in just my inabilities and my failures and use this somehow for his kingdom. Use this somehow for his glory. Well, I want to encourage you that if we actually look at biblical history That is just not the case. That is not the case at all. God will frequently use people who on the outside appear to be weak, who on the outside appear to be just these total misfits, and he takes them and he uses them for these greater purposes. And so, you know, my hope is that you guys find some motivation and some inspiration here like I have. And so, you know, looking at these people in, you know, in the Bible, specifically in the Old Testament, and I'm just like, man, these people who on the outside, they just looked like total misfits, like total just runts of the litter. And yet God still found ways to use them, sometimes in absolutely incredible ways. And so the uh, the misfit in question today, the, the guy that I wanted to talk about in this first little episode, is a guy by the name of Gideon. And so some of you may be familiar with the story of Gideon. You can find it in the Old Testament in the book of Judges, chapter 6 and chapter 7. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I want to curl up for some nice positive light reading, I crack open some Judges in the Old Testament. And so we find we find Gideon In the Old Testament, in Judges 6 and Judges 7. And so, again, I'm going to do a YouTube video on this. But the basic idea behind the story is this. So you've got Gideon, who's just a regular dude, right? He's just a regular guy. And he is... So so to give you some context. So the Israelites, at the time that this story took place, the Israelites were being... Persecuted and oppressed by the Midianites. So the Midianites had, you know, basically taken over, you know, this area. And so the Israelites, they were in bad shape, man. They were really, really kind of just hurting in every sense of the word. And so Gideon is off in a wine press somewhere and he is threshing wheat. And so I'm going to go through kind of the details behind what threshing wheat kind of means when I do the actual YouTube video. Uh, series. I'll get into more detail than I want to get into here today. But I'll leave that for the video because it'll be easier for me to kind of show you guys certain things and, and what have you. But he's threshing wheat. So basically, he is trying to get the food ready for himself, get the food ready for his family. Because, you know, the Midianites, the insurgents, as they were kind of looting and rioting and just taking over, you know, if they found any food, they would either take it or they would just destroy it. And so, you know, Gideon had a very important role. He had a very important job. But in the grand scheme of things, he was just a regular guy. And so then all of a sudden, God shows up, right? God shows up in the wine press and basically says, Hey man, like, uh, yeah, you're threshing wheat today, but I've kind of got a big job for you. I need you to do two things for me. I need you to tear down the statue of Baal, which was the God that many of the Israelites were actually worshiping at the time. And that's part of the reason, at least as I understand it, that's part of the reason, if not the entire reason, why God was allowing this oppression to happen because, you know, the Israelites had not put their faith and trust in the one true God. They were actually worshiping Baal at the time. And so God pulls Gideon aside and just says, Hey man, like I need you to first tear down the statue of Baal. And then second... You are actually going to defeat the Midianites. And so Gideon was like blown away by this. And so he then proceeds to actually like question God and test God. And you know, God shows up and like burns up some some uh, some food and some water on this rock. Like he just totally consumes it with fire. And then Gideon like puts him to the test again and says, all right, like, you know, I'm going to lay a do out you know for the I'm going to lay a fleece out for the morning and if the fleece is covered in water but the ground around it is dry I'll know it was you and so God does that and then Gideon says okay but I'm still not sure like this time I'm going to lay the fleece out but I want the fleece to be dry and all the ground around it to be wet and so he did that and God delivers again and so so finally you know Gideon is on board so finally Gideon believes and so he grabs 10 of his boys And he tears down the statue of Baal. He does it overnight, though, because he's, you know, afraid of, obviously, the the repercussions of doing this. But he tears down the statue of Baal, so he follows God's orders. And then, shortly thereafter, he proceeds to wrangle up an army of, I want to say, maybe about 10,000 men or so. To go up against the Midianite army. Which numbered greater than 100,000, I believe. So that's a 10 to 1, you know, Gideonite versus Midianite ratio, right? That is not. Or I guess it's one to 10 Gideonite versus Midianite. But then God says, "You know what? Actually, I don't. I don't like these odds. These odds are a little too skewed in my favor. So here's what we're gonna do. I want you to." Take the men. I want you to basically say to the men, anyone who is afraid, you can go home. So Gideon does that and he loses a bunch of men as a result of that. And then God says, well, that's actually still still too many men. I don't want people to, to say that this happened because your army was too strong. You're going to defeat the Midianites and I want people to know that it was all because of me. And so Gideon then proceeds per God's request Gideon then proceeds to take his men down to the river or lake or some some body of water and he has the men like drink the water in a certain way they drink the water he then you know trims the 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 field of men by that kind of process as well he ends up with 300 men and i think this is actually i'd have to don't quote me on this but i think that this is where the movie 300 kind of came from i think I'm actually in the process of cleaning up that bit of knowledge for the YouTube video series. So when you see this come out on YouTube, I should have that piece of information polished up. But right now, if I'm being real with you guys, I'm not sure that that's where it came from. But if it did, that would make a whole lot of sense. Because Gideon ends up with 300 men. 300 Gideonites to take on 100-some-odd-thousand Midianites. And so then... Gideon proceeds to raid the camp of the Midianites overnight with lamps and torches and like bells and horns and all this crazy stuff and he defeats the Midianites. The Midianites, they flee. They start to turn on each other, all that stuff. So Gideon is a hero. So Gideon is a misfit in every sense of the word and he turns out to be a hero. And why does he do that? How does he do that? All because of God. 100% because of God. 0% Gideon, 100% God. And so, in getting, you know, this YouTube video series ready and doing this podcast for you guys today, and just in learning about the life of Gideon and some of the other misfit heroes that I'm going to talk about, like David and Rahab and maybe some others— I'm just so encouraged by that. Just so encouraged because I look at my own life and I'm like, man, I just, I'm just, you know, I, I just continue to, you know, fail. I just continue to be weak. I just continue to not be someone that I would ever think that God could use for big things in his kingdom. And now whether or not they're big things, you know, as the world sees or they're little things as the world sees, you know, we don't know what God is going to use, you know, these things in our lives for his greater good. We could never possibly process how he's going to use the, what we might deem to be a very little, small thing in our lives for his greater kingdom. And I mean, so something may not be as grand as, you know, Gideon defeating the Midianites, It may be much smaller it may be just you know you're listening to a friend or you're you know you know openly sharing your faith with a friend or you're you know serving at the local church or you're you know controlling your temper when you would have otherwise kind of gone off on your children or whatever I mean there's a million different ways that this can unfold but God God can use you God can use me and so the verse that comes to mind that I think is really powerful here is 2 Corinthians twelve nine, which reads, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And so if we think about that, when we are weak, he is strong. I mean, this dichotomy between our weakness and God's strength is all over the Bible. It's all over the Old Testament. It's all over the New Testament. I mean, you'll find it everywhere. You'll find it there in 2 Corinthians, but you'll find it elsewhere too. And the story of Gideon is one example where through Gideon's weakness, God's strength shines through. And my hope is, man, just listening to this today, maybe you were already familiar with the story of Gideon and maybe this kind of solidified some of the things that you already knew or maybe you had never really heard the story of Gideon. And so maybe this kind of, you know, improves your biblical knowledge of, you know, some of the, some of the men and some of the stories, you know, of the Old Testament. That would be really, really cool. But the main thing that I want you guys to pull away from this is that if you're ever unsure or uncertain that God can use you, don't be don't be because God can and will use you if you make yourself open if you make yourself make yourself receptive just like Gideon did right he had doubts he had questions he challenged God he tested God right but in the end he was open in the end he was ready and willing to receive God's you know instruction for his life and as a result you know God did incredible things through Gideon, and so you know if you guys actually saw the so I did a video on YouTube when f cubed kind of got started. it was one of the first videos I did. if you go to the YouTube channel, which I've actually got a little bit of clout on YouTube now, and by a little bit, I mean a tiny, tiny little bit because my youtube so instead of it being like YouTube dot com forward slash you know a bunch of consonants and numbers and crazy stuff. It's actually youtube dot com forward slash James Schultz F3 with a capital J and a capital S. James Schultz F three capital J capital S that will take you right to my YouTube channel which is which is pretty cool. You know I'm I'm pretty pretty uh happy about that. But if you go there and you check out one of the first videos I did you'll see a video I did with Autumn and actually Eli also makes a in appearance in the video, called Faith and Brokenness. You know, I kind of talked openly about how I didn't want to include the faith element with F cubed because I felt very weak and I felt like, man, like I'm just going to look like, you know, I'm going to look like a a hypocrite. I'm going to look like, you know, just this regular weak dude that's trying to share the gospel with people and yet he continues to fail and he just continues to, you know, not be a great example of of Christianity. But I did. I did obviously include the faith component of F cubed. And the reason why I did that ultimately was because, you know, I heard God kind of tell me that he wanted me to do this. And secondly, I was really encouraged by stories like Gideon, like David, like Rahab, like others that just continue to show that when we are weak, he is strong. So when we are weak, And when we openly share that weakness and all those flaws with the world, it's not about us, man. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. It's about God. It's about his strength. It's about what he can do, not what we fail to do. And so my hope is here, you know, hearing the story of Gideon, it kind of encourages you, maybe lifts you up, maybe gives you some... You know some courage to stand firm in your belief stand firm in your faith if you are not a Christian and you made it through this whole episode then I really really thank you I really really thank you for your patience and your openness to maybe hear something that you might not agree with and that you might have a different take on but you know what it's just really really cool that you took the time to listen to this and you know I'm gonna pray that God will move through your heart too I'm gonna pray that somehow some way God might you know do incredible things through your life as well because i know that he can and uh then of course obviously i also sneakily hope that one day you might uh you might allow god into your heart but that's a different discussion for another time so thank you guys so much i hope you guys took something from this and i'll see you guys on the flip side thank you guys thank you guys so much If you wanted to take 10 seconds and hop on over to iTunes and leave me a rating, you can five-star it, you can one-star it, but you obviously should five-star it. Write me a review. Man, that would mean so much to me. I would be so appreciative. And uh, yeah, that's it. God bless you guys.